Hello and welcome to Awaken, Heal and Transform. I am your host, Francesca Raffa, and I am so pleased that you are here. Take this as your sign from the universe that you are on your journey to awakening, healing and transforming, to live a soul-led life of purpose, passion and alignment, reconnecting you with your innate power within. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Awaken, Heal and Transform with your host, me, Francesca Raffa. So I really wanted to just share my utmost gratitude for everyone that is part of my journey, following me along my journey and also finding the content that I provide to you inspiring, helpful and in some way or another awakening, healing and transforming you because that is truly what I aim to do and my purpose in reconnecting humanity into a state of peace, love and harmony. So Today I am welcoming a beautiful lady, her name is Maria, and she reached out to me via Instagram having enjoyed the content that I provide to you as my listeners and having looked at what Maria does, I just thought she would be perfect to invite up onto the podcast. So Maria is a transformational life coach and through her own journey, she uses her experience in order to help other women to see their own worth, to be able to become unleashed. So she calls herself the heart guide as she guides women into living life from the heart to unleash the fullest expression of who they are out into the world. So today we're going to find out a lot more about Maria and her journey and what led her to do what she's doing today. But we're also going to highlight the particular topic around self-worth and being able to say no the sacred no and how when we trust in being able to say no, um, we are able to attract in what it is that we truly desire and not just settle for what is maybe ticking one box out of the five. So let's welcome the beautiful Maria. Hi, Maria. Thank you so much for joining the Awaken, Heal and Transform podcast today. I am so excited to have you here after our chat that we had a couple of weeks ago. It's so exciting getting to know you. So thank you for your time. And um, yeah, I really just want to open this up to you. I mean, we had, we've had a bit of a conversation. I've been following you through your Instagram, which is how we connected and you calling yourself the heart guide. Like, tell me a little bit more about this and what it is that you do and, and also your journey that's led you into where you are today. Mm, thank you, Francesca. I'm so happy to be here as well. And my journey to getting to where I am was a very unexpected one. And I didn't think I would end up where I am today, owning the title heart guide. Uh, <laughs> but I would love to explain what that even means and, and mm -hmm. how I got here. So 
how I explain what being a heart guide is and the work that I do is really helping others connect in with the truth of their hearts and the truths of their beings in all aspects of their lives in discovering who they truly are, what it is that they desire out of life that's authentically aligned with who they are, and then having the awareness and the courage and giving themselves permission to follow the callings of their hearts and of their truth and doing that in their fullest power and worth. So that is the work that I I do. That is my purpose in life. And I'm very grateful to have arrived here. But it always it wasn't always that way or I wasn't always tapped into that. So I created a life for myself that is very a very stereotypical dream life. Um, and I'm calling it stereotypical because it's the one that we are often told is the right one to create and that it will bring you happiness and joy. So I created a life where I was working a six-figure corporate job, living out my dream marketing career, traveling the world. I was married to a man that checked all the boxes and had everything that I desired on the external. It very much felt like the materialistic was super important to me. And if I had the big house and the husband and the beautiful, amazing job that I could brag about, that that would make me feel worthy, that that would make me feel happy and fulfilled. And there was one missing piece that I felt was needed in order for me to fully feel fulfilled in my life. And that was to have a child. I thought that was the final piece, right? That's the dream to create the family. <laughs> yeah. And um, I did eventually get pregnant with my partner and a couple months in, I miscarried and my life felt like it had completely fallen apart. I didn't understand how the one thing that I had dreamed of the most I had finally gotten and then it had been taken away and I didn't understand that. And I went into a very dark place and I actually ended up going to see a um, psychic intuitive who's um, incredible. And she had told me that what I had experienced, this loss of this child was because my time, it wasn't my time yet. And that, had, that I had more to do in this mm -hmm. world. And that gave me some level of hope. And I said, okay, well, what is that? And then the universe, as it does, when you ask the question, starts bringing things your way. And I went to my first moon circle and felt like I was at home. I ended up doing some really deep work with my um, soul therapist and deeply understanding who I was, my connection with spirit, became certified as a Reiki master started working with people in that way. And all of that slowly started to reveal that what I, who I truly was and what I was here to do was very different than what society and my family had told me was the right thing. So going through all that, I ended up completely changing my life. I walked away from my corporate career. I left my marriage. I ended up moving across the country to a small town in the mountains where I didn't know anybody. 
also that I could live fully in my purpose and my work. So that's my journey. And now I'm blessed enough to be able to help others do the same for themselves. And every day is a journey. Every day is a gift. It comes with its own challenges, but I know I'm exactly where I'm meant to be right now. And that feels incredible. Wow. I really, I just love your story so much because it's one that I hear, you know, time and time again, that we are looking for our lives externally from outside of ourselves, filling up all of those things, ticking all those boxes that we're told that we need to tick, getting it done, going forward, doing, 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 forgetting to be. And, you know, from what happened to you, your blessing and a curse, of course, in so many ways with the miscarriage, um, but it allowed you to truly be. You had to, you had to stop. And that was the sign for you, that universal sign of, and, it, and again, time and time again, I hear the stories of, of something has to come crashing down in the external world to really get you to truly go within. Um, I mean, not all the time, but a lot of the time that that is the case. And what I loved on what you just touched on there was you had to rediscover your self-worth. So tell us a little bit about that journey and how that looked like. Mm, yes, thank you. So a lot of the inner work that I did was going back to my childhood as well as connecting with my inner child and really understanding a lot of the conditioning and the programming that happened around me. So what were the things that I was shown, taught, told about myself that I took on as truth. Mm. And as I did that work, I started to really see and realize that a lot of my beliefs about myself, a lot of my insecurities were my parents' projections of their own stuff onto me. And I realized that I had created this persona this way of existing that would make other people love me and accept me, but it wasn't who I truly was. So I never really fully felt the love. I didn't really feel the validation and I didn't feel worthy because I was living, I always say it, as a false life in some ways. I wasn't being fully authentic because that felt not even, it didn't even feel accessible. It felt scary. So when it came to connecting in with my actual worth, it was allowing myself to be uncomfortable in my own truth. And I remember doing something that I thought that I would never do. And to some of you it might seem like a big deal, maybe to some of you others. To me, it was a huge deal. I basically started wearing makeup when I was 13 years old and was wearing makeup every day, even if it was just a little bit of eyeshadow on my eyes. So into my late 20s and early 30s, I was very much full on wearing makeup to, to, my, to my corporate job, to, to my life and so forth. And I remember there being this challenge at work. I don't know if you, you're familiar with like Movember where, yeah, yeah. yeah so women <laughs> grow out their mustaches um, for a cause. Well, there was something for women. I can't remember the cause exactly, but it was no makeup for the month of right. November. 
And I remember when this idea was introduced at work, my jaw dropped, my heart dropped, not my heart, my belly dropped. And I said, like, F it, I'm, I'm going to do this. This is so uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go into work without my face on. <laughs> And it felt so vulnerable. And I did this for a month straight. I didn't wear makeup anywhere that I went and allowed people to see me. And that was very much kind of like a, the first or one of the first layers of the onion being peeled back to show who I truly was because I could no longer hide behind this put together in my eyes, this put together pretty face, which is, mm -hmm how I had garnered a lot of validation in the earlier parts of my life. Mm. So now I was almost feeling like bare and exposed. So that was one of the things that I did, but then it consistently started showing up with, okay, well, now I'm going to be speaking about my spiritual work at my job, mm. not necessarily promoting that this is what I do, but talking about my connection to spirit and meditation and, and all of these other things and allowing people to see those aspects of myself. And then it was okay, now starting to share more vulnerably about the really tough things that I've gone through in my life and letting people witness that mm. or just allowing my emotions in whatever form they're in to be shown and to be expressed so it was baby steps it was moment by moment it was like taking a look at how am i living in my life that feels safe that feels like an expectation that feels like people will love me for it and does that feel true to me does that feel like who I actually am? And it's like, okay, if it doesn't, what's the opposite of that? And can I step into that and welcome that? And then allow myself to receive whatever comes because our minds say, people will judge you, people will reject you, you'll end up being alone. Mm. And then once you do it, you realize that's not true. I'm at a point now in my life where if I lose people, it hurts, but I don't take it personally because I know, I know they're just not aligned with me. And if they don't like who I actually am, then it's not worth them mm. existing in my, in my circle. Um, because then I'll just, I'll never feel good enough in their eyes. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot more to that story because it's been several years of a journey um, but those were some of the kind of initial things mm. that i had done it's really um it really sparked some sort of things in me that i never really thought about but like the face of makeup like you know i used to do the exact same thing and i'm sure so many of us did um when we are being so inauthentic it almost made us be that inauthentic self even more authentically <laughs> to the mask by putting on that face because it was like oh well, I'm not me anymore <laughs> so it was still that protector wasn't it it was that real deep protector by completely creating another persona through the makeup and through the clothes I mean the clothes I used to wear in corporate I would never have worn that growing up or as a child or in my 
times of true authenticity before I really understood what society expected of me or what I had to become or who I thought I had to become. So it's so interesting. And I love how you mentioned that because I hadn't even thought about that before. But I also love the fact that you said um, that it was all baby steps and all a process. And you can now truly trust yourself enough to know that if people fall away from your life, that it is not to do with you. And actually, so be it, because you wouldn't want people that are going to cause a misalignment to you or cause a bit of friction, um, you know, to your to your energy. And, and that kind of leads me on to the topic around the sacred no. <laughs> so I know this is something that you were talking about with me and, and we wanted to discuss today because I love this topic and I find through conversations I have and through my own experience as well, saying no is very, very difficult. Um, and I think, again, we are conditioned to, you have to accept what's been given to you because, you know, if that's coming to you, then if you don't say yes, uh, then um, you're not going to have a, not that opportunity again, or you're turning down opportunities. Why would you do that? And all that kind of stuff that we're getting told that, you know, it's again, the doing, the doing. So we just say yes. And it makes things very difficult to say no. And even when it's right there on the tip of your tongue and you're like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but then yes comes out. You know, like how many times I've done that so many times. I'm like, I'm about to say no. And then suddenly my throat suddenly closes up and a yes comes out. And it's the most frustratingest feeling. And the only person you're frustrated with is it yourself. Um, so I would love to hear your advice around embodying the sacred no and, and being able to do that in a way that is respectful and truthful and authentic to you and to the other person. Yes, this whole aspect of saying no, especially for women, also just to add on to the conditioning, it's we are taught to be a good girl, to not ruffle feathers, to be likable, and mm -hmm. often that looks like saying yes or people pleasing or whatever it might be also depending on your upbringing and the environment that you were in as a child there's a good chance that you would get rewarded for when you went with the flow said yes to what your parents wanted and when you said no and didn't want to eat the broccoli on the plate or didn't want to go hug that uncle or whatever it might be that you would get scolded or you would be forced to do it anyway. So we get programmed and conditioned to say yes to things that make us uncomfortable, even when our body communicates to us no. Mm -hmm. And how that can feel in your body obviously can vary by person, but often it feels like some level of compression or tightness. Imagine you not feeling safe and then your body responding mm -hmm. in a way. So when it comes to your no, uh, it's actually really reframing your relationship with your no. Mm. Because if you are programmed and most likely are that when you say no, you are being bad <laughs> or that you're going to lose love or that you're going to hurt someone or disappoint someone, then every time you say no, that's the story that's going to come up in your head. It doesn't matter the situation. And then the guilt. 
<laughs> and then the guilt and the shame and then probably even more people pleasing comes out of that and next thing you know you're officiating the wedding for someone you don't even like and I'm just bringing up this because this literally has happened or a client of mine was almost this was almost happening to her okay so what your no does is first of all it allows people and the universe to show you how you deserve to be treated how and what you are going to allow into your life what is worthy of your energy and what is not so what it actually does it aligns you even more so on a path that is true to you and it helps everyone around you to create that because you saying yes to something that actually feels like a no in your system is it's going to throw you off it's not going to feel fully authentic to the people that you're with on some level even if it's not conscious and it's not going to create what you desire which is i'm guessing a life of living free and expressed and fulfilled so it really is a way to realign things and a great way to practice saying your no is there's kind of a middle step that you can take first. So instead of the, the options only being yes or no, mm -hmm. say an opportunity presents itself or someone asks you to do something, you have every right to say, I don't know right now, I'm going to feel into it. Mm -hmm. And I'll get back to you by this time or this date. Now, that's beautiful because now you can actually step away from this triggering experience where your tendency is to go to the yes and sit back and go into your body, close your eyes, visualize yourself saying yes, and notice how that feels or visualize yourself going through with that experience with that yes, whatever that creates and see how that feels in your body. If that feels like a like a compression like a closure yucky or gross in some way then that's a cue that your body is giving you that that's not the right way to go you you're taking your brain fully out of the mix that's mm -hmm. the point yeah because your brain is mainly ruled by your ego and your ego is wrapped up in the conditioning of your past and trying to keep you as a safe little child and you know, it's doing its thing, but it's not helping you when it comes to making aligned decisions. Yeah. But if you close your eyes and you spend time with that decision and then you feel into what the no would feel like mm -hmm. and not taking up that opportunity, see what comes up. And it doesn't mean that you're going to feel the no might not even feel freeing. Maybe it does. If it does, then that's a very big sign. Maybe instead what comes up are fears. Right. Maybe your brain does pop in and say, oh, my gosh, but if you don't take this opportunity, what if another one doesn't come its way? Or if you say no to this date, like maybe he's actually not that bad. Like maybe he'll be better once you're together mm -hmm. sitting in front of one another or whatever it yeah. might be. Mm -hmm. And if you have to start justifying your <laughs> yes. <laughs> and convince yourself to do it that is also a sign that it is a no mm. and it's okay 
for you to go and say no and then notice the guilt that comes up, notice the things that come up. Just be with those feelings. Allow them to move through you. Allow yourself to express them. And then don't take action against those feelings. It's just a part of the process. You're retraining yourself. You're being with your, your wounds, your patterns that have resulted in you doing all of these things that you never wanted to in your life. You can create a whole journaling activity and practice to prove to yourself, write down all the times you said yes and it worked to your benefit or where it worked against you or, and then write even beside that, okay, well, how did I feel in the moment when I was agreeing to this or disagreeing mm -hmm. to this? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot you can do around it, um, but it is incredibly, incredibly powerful to own your no. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's such great advice. And it just makes me laugh because I was, I was thinking about all the times where I really seeked validation from something that I knew in myself I had to do. Like when I left my corporate job, I was like, no, I have to do it. I have to take this leap and do it. But instead of just doing it, I try to speak to everyone and convince them for them to tell me that I needed to do that. <laughs> so instead of just doing it, I wanted everyone to tell me that that's what I should do. But in that process, I had to convince them that it was the right thing for me to do because their initial thing was to say, no, don't leave. So again, it comes down to that self-trust of doing what's right for you and not actually seeking any answers from outside of yourself. Because I think we do tend to do that to try and um, feel accepted again, or to make sure that no one's going to think we're going out of the ordinary or stepping outside of the box of the conformity of what we were talking about. But it's about knowing your own trust in your life path and going, this is my freaking, you know, this is my freaking life. Um, one day I have to wake up and stop listening to what everybody else is expecting of me. Um, and so much of what you said is just so, so resonating with me. And it is really about that self-worth, isn't it? It's building upon that self-worth. Like, like you said, though, it doesn't just come overnight. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a really big piece is building that self-trust. They go hand in hand. And when my marriage ended, I, this, it was, there wasn't a buildup. It wasn't planned. I wasn't thinking about divorce. There was an event that happened where my partner crossed a boundary with me that I had promised if that boundary was ever crossed, I would leave. And overnight, I made the decision that this marriage was over. Mm -hmm. And I had to trust that and be in that and watch my partner suffer, watch this whole life that I created mm -hmm. fall apart and be stepping completely into the unknown. And then I remember same thing with my corporate job. With my corporate job, there was a longer buildup. I knew eventually I wanted to leave, but I didn't tell anybody that I was considering actually doing it on the date that I was because I knew that I would get exactly what you got mm. a whole bunch of people who love us and just want us to be safe and taken care of 
being like, don't do it. You're going to regret it. I probably would have heard the same thing about my marriage, right? <laughs> so I ended up telling everybody these decisions that I made after I made them. <laughs> my poor parents are like, please, if you decide to join a cult, just talk to us before, okay? <laughs> Like I won't, because <laughs> um, yeah. I could see myself joining a commune of sorts one day or something like that, and you guys would probably freak out. I think it's a cult, but yeah, this is this is where that self trust came in. When in both scenarios, and and moving out here as well, like I didn't know what I was going into. I didn't. I couldn't picture my future anymore. Before it was so clear where I was headed. Yeah. That uncertainty is so scary, yeah. and having gone through these massive life-changing events and watching myself land on my feet over and over again blows my mind and, and just something to add just so you and the listeners can understand the extent of my fear of being alone mm. prior to leaving my marriage when I had ever thought about my marriage falling apart in some way or if he had left me or if he had died or something I was convinced that I would commit suicide. That was so terrifying to me that I was like, I could never do that. I would, my life would just be horrible. I wouldn't survive it. And I would probably take my own life. That's the, how big my fear was around it. And to then be pushed into the scenario of facing my biggest fear and coming out on the other side of it, more empowered, more connected with myself, like living a more happier and fulfilled life than I ever thought possible. Wow. It's, you don't know that in the moment, you don't know it, but when you're listening to your own truth and, and following through with that and saying no to the things that are misaligned, even when they're really big things, um, your life can shift, your relationship can shift with yourself to the most powerful, connected, trusted place. Um, and it's like, it's so worth it. So worth it. Just taking a minute to let that all sink in because that, that's a lot. And in that sentence alone, we have to get comfortable with sitting in the unknown mm. and it's stories like yours and like so many others that allow us and encourage us to know that we can also face some of the darkest moments that we think are our darkest moments in that moment and from a year or two years from whenever that that is an actual blessing that that happened because it's got you to a whole new level of self and growth stepping into this becoming of like you said what you've always been questioning or kind of putting putting the volume low <laughs> in in your previous sort of life let's say in your, in, a, in a pre you that's how I'm trying that's how I'm seeing it and just and sort of describing it in my mind it's like when we step out into the phases of our life of okay you're you, you're leaving school you're going to university or whatever you're getting getting into a career getting to they're all stages of your life and there's always for me definitely there's always been this 
voice of going, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? And what we do is just turn the volume down on that. We're like, shut up. Like, not now, you know, like I'm just getting to this phase with this, like, <laughs> but it's always there. And, um, we need to, I mean, yeah, I don't want to kind of generalize, but if we turn that volume up and listen to that voice, that's the one, that's the truth, that's you. <laughs> so, um, wow, this is just a mind-blowing conversation, which I feel like I could keep going, <laughs> but um, I am so blessed and grateful that you've shared all of this knowledge with, with me and the listeners today. And now I just want to give it to you. Where can people connect with you and what have you got coming up? Mm, yes. Thank you. I'm feeling the power of this conversation yeah. and I'm grateful that we can share it together. Yes. If you'd like to learn more about the work that I do and what's possible for you, um, you can check out my website, which is mariajuzwin.com, J-U-Z-W-I-N.com. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Maria Juswin and the ways in which you can work with me. Well, first of all, there's a freebie on my website for connecting with your inner child and garnering <laughs> the wisdom that resides there. Like that's where everybody needs to start. So I would invite you to go there. You can download it for free. It's really easy to find. Mm -hmm. And then I create, I create programs. So a program that I run pretty frequently is called discovering your authentic self. And what it is, it's a three month program where in a live group format, we go through the steps, the self-reflection, the embodiment practices to connect in with who your truth is mm -hmm. and allow her to come forward. A recent woman in the program that, or the, the iteration that I just ran, like went off antidepressants from going through this program because she felt like she could finally live and be mm -hmm. in her own power. It's yeah. incredibly rewarding, the shifts that I see in people. Mm -hmm. And then also you can work on, uh, work with me one-on-one -on -one in a container that I call the fully unleashed container, which is powerful six month journey into really claiming your worth and creating that life that you're desiring in your truest expression and self. So lots of options, you know, pick and choose whatever feels best for you. And if you're just looking for inspirational content and um, you can also just, just, yeah, find me on TikTok even pretty much <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you share some really great stuff. So uh, it all sounds incredible. Get downloading that freebie. Definitely <laughs> getting to know your inner child is where it all resides. And that's where your journey began into unraveling that conditioning of um, dimming yourself so that you were able to understand where it came from to unleash. And I love that word, unleash. Um, because that's exactly what it is. Unleash the untamed of who you are. Mm. Maria, thank you so, so much for coming today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've, I've loved it every minute of it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been mm. an honor. Wow. 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 This conversation got me extremely energized. The passion was radiating from my voice because everything that was shared in this episode 
deeply resonated with me and I am sure that it will do with so many of you as well. So please let me know and comment if you could relate to these stories around the conditioning that we have of our own worth and how we are conditioned to say yes because as a child if we said no we were maybe scolded upon or told off or not rewarded for standing in our truth and having to conform to our parents expectations of us and you know all of this stuff really affects us moving forward growing up and we just don't even realize until we take a moment to reflect and go back and understand that we are in a different place now. We no longer have to conform to an authority. We are our own authority. So we make the rules. We get to be unleashed. We get to choose when we want to do something, when we want to say yes, when we want to say no. There is no one that needs to validate that. And the reason why I got so passionate throughout this conversation is because this has been a major theme for me, a major realization. And it kind of this conversation has just really put so many pieces of the puzzle together that in just such a short chat that has really outlined so many of the thoughts that I have been going through my head in why I find it so difficult to say no in certain situations and how it's so important to know my worth and trust that my worth is deserving of the things that I desire so that I am able to say no without the guilt, without the shame, without the thinking that I've done something bad or I'm going to miss an opportunity. But to sit in the trust that what I'm saying no to does not feel in alignment truly with what I want and desire. It doesn't tick all of those boxes. It may only tick one. And my worth and knowing my worth means more. And I am deserving of having all five tick boxes ticked, no matter what the situation is. So let that sink in. Let this conversation sink in around your worth, and how that ties into being able to say no. Take a moment, journal about it, ask yourself the question, do I have a hard time saying no? What comes up for you? Write it down, reflect, where does it come from? What is the fear? Figure that out, know your worth. And like Maria was saying, it's steps to building back your worth. The worth that you were born with, that you've just been conditioned to dim. And on that note, I feel inspired 
and I hope you do too. And I will be back next week with another episode that in one way or another will awaken, heal and transform you. Sending you lots of love and see you soon. Bye for now.